Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Food bloggers, are you needing a few extra hours in your week? One of my favorite services that saves me at least two hours a week is Instacart. Instacart is an online grocery shopping and delivery service, and it has changed my life. No more navigating through busy grocery stores while my boys beg me for another treat. My groceries appear at my door within hours of placing an order, and placing orders is a total breeze. If your life is as busy as mine, and I know it is, this service will save you. Get $10 off your yearly membership by using my affiliate link. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab the link. Instacart, the smartest way to grocery shop. Hey, Eat Blog Talkers. Today, I am bringing you an extra long and extra special episode. I am constantly asking you guys what your biggest struggles are and what you want to hear about most. One of the topic requests I received recently was such a great idea, so I'm happy to bring this to life for you today. In this episode, we will talk to representatives from four of the biggest and the best food blogging conferences, Inspired Home Influencer Conference, Everything Food Conference, International Food Blogger Conference, and Tastemaker Conference. Each conference rep will give us all the details. So if you are one of those food bloggers like me, who doesn't know which conference to attend or when they're happening or where they're happening or what topics will be covered... This episode will give you some clarity for which food blogging conferences best fit the needs of your business in 2020. So let's dive in. I hope you pull a ton of clarity and insight out of this episode. I will be talking to Liana Salama from Inspired Home Influencer Conference, and we will discuss this conference and what you can expect by attending it. The Inspired Home Influencer Conference is a one-day educational and networking opportunity for influencers in the home and houseware space. In addition to providing great content and peer-to-peer connections, influencers gain access to more than 2,200 brands at the largest home and housewares event in the country, the Inspired Home Show. Hello, Liana. It's great to have you here today to discuss your amazing conference, the Inspired Home Influencer Conference. Wow, can we abbreviate that for the rest of the interview? Well, as long as we establish the Inspired Home Influencer Conference, I think we can just call it our Influencer Conference after that. I am going to run through just a handful of questions for you about this conference so that food bloggers can wrap their heads around what to expect and just kind of get some general information about it. So to start off, tell us what inspired the Influencer Conference. Absolutely. So I actually work for an organization called the International Housewares Association, and our members are the brands and manufacturers of home and housewares products. And over the last several years, it's become increasingly clear that influencers are playing a major role in bringing some of these brands and some of their products to market. So as we took a look at the industry and how retail is evolving and in how our members' businesses are evolving, we realized it was time to really welcome influencers into the community, into the industry. And we felt that the best way to do that was by bringing them to our largest annual event, which is the Inspired Home Show uh, in Chicago 
this March um, and have them participate uh, in the event, but also offer them some specific education and information that they can use to, you know, to be able to speak to these brands as they're out and about on the show floor. So this really does benefit both sides. It benefits the brands, but also the influencers, correct? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we really started from the standpoint of the brands were coming to us and saying, you know, influencer marketing is increasingly important and we're not sure how to get started. We're not sure how to meet the right influencers. And we recognized an opportunity to be a a point of connection between these two groups. I just love that influencers are being more recognized. And I mean, we've been in the space for a while now, but I think finally we're gaining momentum and getting to that point where people are like taking us seriously and like, we're not just hobbies anymore. We are real legitimate businesses. So I think this conference is absolutely amazing. I love the whole concept of it. So I am super excited. As you know, I just told you I'm in Minneapolis, so not far from Chicago. So I fully intend to be there this year and I'm very excited. Well, we're excited to have you. Yes. So in what ways do you hope that the Influencer Conference can benefit food bloggers specifically? Well, what we're really trying to do, so well, from an educational standpoint, let's start there. And I think what's important to note is that there are, you know, there are so many wonderful influencer conferences right now that are doing an outstanding job of educating influencers on how to kind of run their business, right? How to do content creation, how to pitch themselves, how to, you know, optimize their SEO and and so on and so forth. And what we think we can bring to the table is some real perspective from a brand standpoint on what are their challenges today and give influencers the information they need to help get a little creative in how to help these guys solve those challenges. So helping influencers become, you know, really develop a consultative relationship with these brands because they have the intelligence and the knowledge of what these brands are dealing with, what they're going through, and what kinds of consumer trends they're watching and are on their minds. I think that's great because we, a lot of us do go to conferences with the intention of meeting with brands and like really getting to know them and understand them. I see this as an opportunity to really like dig in deep into that relationship. So that is awesome. Give us a quick rundown of topics. I know that you will have some speakers there. So give us a rundown of topics that will be covered at your conference next year. Sure. So a lot of the topics, like I said, are kind of centered around what's going on in the home and housewares market and how can influencers be additive to solving some of the challenges. So we have sessions specifically geared towards that, where we'll bring together some retailers, some brand representatives and some influencers to talk about, you know, creative ways that they have um, solved some of the challenges that are out there. We will have some content around licensing, name and brand. Certainly that's happening a lot in the home and houseware space. We're seeing influencers partner up with brands, not just from a content creation standpoint, but also from a developing lines of products together. So I want to give people a little bit of insight into how that happens. And we're actually, I'm very excited. We're going to be closing with um, a keynote from a company called Trend Bible, which is an internationally recognized home and housewares trend watch group. So they're going to talk a little bit about what what are the consumer trends we're seeing in home and housewares, not just right now, but what do we expect to see in the next year here? What types of products are people going to be gravitating towards and what should influencers be keeping an eye on? And I think what I love about having this kind of session in there is it sets influencers up as the experts, right? It gives them the information that they need when they're talking to brands to have that expertise that these brands are also looking for. 
the trend Bible, that has my interest peaked hugely. What an amazing idea. I love that because we really do need to look forward as influencers and being on that just that right path is so important. We can't just constantly be guessing about what's coming up and what's going to be popular. Great. I love that. And of course, you know, in addition to kind of the more, you know, functional and, and trend, you know, we want to have some inspirational and some kind of, you know, high level speaker. So again, um, this is breaking news right now. You are the first to hear about this. We have actually just signed our opening keynote speaker, and it is Sabrina Soto from HGTV and the most recent season of Trading Spaces. So, I mean, she's she's a lifestyle expert, and we think it's just an incredible opportunity to, you know, get the perspective of somebody who has been in many different homes and, you know, really thought about how to help people build lifestyles. And that's really what these influences are doing, right? They're helping consumers create a lifestyle that, you know, that that is about them and that speaks to them and that they, you know, they find joy and contentment. Yeah, I'm sure that she will bring a definitely a unique perspective, having been in so many different homes. So that's, that's really cool. We've kind of answered this question already. But if there's anything else you have to add, feel free. But I was going to ask, in what ways does the Influencer Conference stand apart from other food blogging conferences? So I do think part of it is that we're really trying to dig in and educate the influencers on a specific industry and what's going on and empower them to come up with ways to, you know, increase their value to the members. But I think the other piece of it is in just the availability of brands itself, right? The show, the Inspired Home Show, which takes place the four days after the Inspired Home Influencer Conference, features 2,200 exhibiting brands. And these are brands, you know, up to and including OXO and Joseph Joseph, Fortessa, Gibson, Dance, just about anybody you'd see on a registry is somewhere on our show floor. As part of the registration for our Influencer Conference, all of the influencers will receive the full four-day pass for the show as well. So our hope is that they will stay after and they'll experience the show and they will, you know, create connections with some of the brands that we have there. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And in fact, let me back up for one moment. Even as part of the Influencer Conference on Friday, we will be holding a small tabletop expo and speed dating session with 100 of the key brands that we have who are really have expressed to us some real need to find influencers, to get to know more influencers. So we will have an open tabletop expo and speed dating opportunity for a couple hours in the afternoon of the Influencer Conference itself. This past year, 2019, was your first year. Is that right? It was. Okay. And I'm just curious how many food bloggers were there in 2019? I don't know if I could separate food bloggers out specifically. We had 145 total and we are expecting 300 this year. And certainly the vast majority is made up of food bloggers. I can see where food bloggers would just be all over this, especially if they're interested in working with brands. What a great opportunity to bring the two together. So that is great information. Okay. Next question for you, Liana is when and where exactly and then you can talk about like um, specific dates and also days of the week that you might recommend people flying in if they're from out of town and leaving. The Influencer Conference itself is March 13th in Chicago at McCormick Place. It is all day. We start bright and early. So I would strongly recommend that folks try and come in, you know, at least on Thursday. And then on March 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, which is Saturday through Tuesday, is when the full um, Inspired Home show is open. 
And again, influencers are badged for all four days of that event. They can stay for one day, they can stay for four days, whatever works with their travel. Um, it's a huge show. It is 800,000 square feet and 2,200 exhibitors. So it's, uh, you know, it can be hard to get through the whole thing in one day. But, you know, sometimes just to go and experience it and meet with a few key brands is all some influencers want. By going on our website, which is the inspiredhomeshow.com, you can actually locate both hotel blocks where we have discounted rates across Chicago at just about every price point, as well as some discount codes for uh, United Airlines, American Airlines, and car rent. So we've partnered with a lot of companies to try and create some discount opportunities to bring folks into Chicago and give them a little better rate to stay in our hotels. Yeah, that's great information. So I don't know Chicago well enough to know this, but where is it located? And if somebody were flying in wanting to maybe do a little sightseeing, would that be feasible? Absolutely. I mean, Chicago in March can be um, a bit of a toss up. I've seen gorgeous spring weather and I've seen blizzards, but you can fly into either of our two airports. McCormick Place is where the event is held and McCormick Place is just south of downtown of what we call the Loop. And you can fly into Midway, which is probably, you know, a 15, 20 minute um, trip to McCormick Place, or you can fly into O'Hare which is a little further, but is an international hub. So it has a lot of different flight options. And the great thing about Chicago, I do know this, is that there's such great public transportation. You can get anywhere from any part of the city. I mean, you have to allow a little bit of time, but it is so easy to travel in that city. Yeah. Okay. So we covered where it's being located, where it's being held, Now, what is the pricing for the conference? So right now, the conference is $249, and that includes the full day on Friday, which includes all meals, as well as a reception that will hold that evening um, at a Chicago uh, venue that we have not selected just yet, as well as the badge for the four days of the show. After December 31st, that price will go up to $349. And is there a way to stay current about the information relating to the Influencer Conference? Do you guys have a newsletter or a Facebook group or anything like that? We don't have a newsletter. Uh, What we do have is if you go to our website, which is theinspiredhomeshow.com, you can locate the Influencer Conference right there under events, and there will be up-to-date information on there. We are looking to start a Facebook group. We just haven't gotten that off the ground just yet. Great. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye, Liana? I don't think so. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you having me on, Megan. Yeah, this was great. And thank you for being here and sharing information with us about the Influencer Conference. I am excited to hear how many people come to see you this year. And I hope to see you there too. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. By the way, food bloggers, all of the details about this conference and all of the conferences we'll discuss in this episode can be found on the show notes page at eatblogtalk.com forward slash blogging conferences. Hey, food bloggers, we are about to hear from Cami Kilgore from Everything Food Conference, and we are going to talk about what this conference has to offer food bloggers, when it takes place, as well as all the other details you are going to want to know about it. Everything Food Conference, quickly named EFC or Everything Food, was founded in 2015 by Cami Kilgore from No Diets Allowed. Cami saw the need for food and chef influencers to have a place to call home. Hey, Cami, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and to chat about EFC. Let's dig into the details about this awesome foodie conference that I've heard so much about. So to start, what inspired EFC? 
Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, back in 2015, I had been blogging for a few years and I was feeling pretty discouraged and frustrated with the direction of my blog. And I started getting this feeling that there was something bigger I was supposed to be doing with my blog and I just didn't know what it was. So for months, this feeling was just nagging at me. And then I had an opportunity to attend a blogging conference named Snap. And when I was there, it's like this feeling that I had been having in the pit of my stomach. Like I finally had clarity. And when I looked around and I saw this community and networking and bonding and and everything that was happening at this event, I knew it was missing in the food blogging world and that I was meant to create it. So right then and there in the lobby of Snap, I picked my name, Everything Food Conference. I researched colors and the meanings behind the colors, and I, I picked my, my brand colors. And I started mapping out exactly why I was doing this, what my attendees what I wanted them to feel, what to experience. And I really started creating this picture in my mind. And I just knew in my gut that it was something I was supposed to do. Oh, that is so inspiring. I absolutely love that story. And it happened so fast. I love that you said that you had this nagging feeling that there was something bigger you were supposed to do. And I had a very similar thing with my podcast. I knew it was there. And it was almost like I always describe it there was something dangling in front of me just out of my reach and I I couldn't quite grab it and I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was there and I knew I'd figure it out. And then when it came to me, I was like, oh, I, I knew this, this is it. This is what I was supposed to do. So it sounds like we kind of had a similar evolution with just wanting to help food bloggers and help the community and that we both just saw this big vision. And I was personally like, oh, no, really? Like, <laughs> that's a big responsibility. But then once you accept it and you just realize that this is what you're supposed to do, like you did with EFC, then you take it on and you tackle it. I love that you've done that. And you also research colors. That's amazing. The funny thing is, is I actually laugh at my like kind of chuckle at myself. Like, have you ever mo had a moment where you look back in the past and you just kind of want to go and pat yourself on the shoulder and be like, oh, cute, Cammy." because of full honesty. So I'm actually a registered nurse and I had no event planning experience. I had no sales experience in order to like pitch sponsors, brands on, you know, sponsorships or on attendees. And I really had no name recognition in the food blogging community whatsoever. So like, I, I look back on myself. It really was simply a feeling in my gut and a thought in my head. And I, it, they just finally united and I knew I was supposed to do it. And oh man, the mistakes I have made and oh man, the hurdles and the rejection and the no's and, and, um, but I'm so grateful that I had that unity in my thought and in my gut that I was supposed to do it. Cause really that's what, just help me keep the eye on this vision that I so clearly saw in that moment to just keep pushing through all that rejection and all those hard times. I love that so much. And yeah, if we knew then what we know now, I don't think that we would start these big endeavors, right? It's like, oh my gosh, we've, I, I had no idea what would be involved in my endeavor. And I'm sure you feel the same, but thank goodness you pushed through it all and created this amazing conference because I know that a lot of people find it really valuable. Well, thank you. You are like the first public person for me to even share. 
But I have just finalized everything. And now I am actually the new owner of Snap, the conference that I attended inspired me to start EFC. I now own Snap also. Oh my goodness. That is a pinch me moment. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. It's so fun that, um, you know, the process and the team and everything that I've, you know, I've been able to apply to EFC. I'm so excited for this opportunity and honor to now, you know, pay it back to the SNAP community and and uh, I'm really, really excited. Oh, to honor the the conference that started it all, I guess, right? <laughs> that is so cool. Well, I'm very, very happy for you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, well, let's move on down our list for um, just answering other questions about EFC. In what ways do you hope, Cami, that EFC will benefit food bloggers? You know, that's a, such a great question. And, um, you know, it, it's been really fun to see my hope and my vision of what I had for EFC all, you know, back in 2015 now actually come into reality. So my hope has been consistent. My hope has been to create a place where food online entrepreneurs can attend and they feel motivated, they feel accepted, they feel encouraged, they feel understood. And not only all those feelings, but that then they find clearly what their next business steps are and that they can make the connections with brands and other influencers in order to fulfill those next steps that they have. So, you know, next year will be our fifth year. And I have attendees constantly reaching out to me, telling me how EFC has drastically changed their business and propelled it forward in new ways. And that they thank me for creating the event that they, you know, at the end they feel refreshed and motivated. And then they leave with like a clear vision and clear game plan on what they're going to tackle, you know, all, all the challenges that on, you know, facing them, that they have a clear understanding of what they need to do to move forward. Next steps that will take them to the next level or help them succeed. That's a great vision. And I think from what I've heard, I mean, I've heard so much feedback from food bloggers that have attended your conference. And I've heard that exact same thing, that people are inspired, they're motivated, they feel accepted, part of a community, and that they really feel like they're just going to kill it after they leave your conference. So thank you. That, you know, that is everything we do, everything we put in place. I, uh, you know, is with that vision in mind. Oh, I love that. Okay, give us a quick rundown of topics that we will that will be covered next year at EFC. Due to the growth of EFC next year, we will have four established main tracks, and they are going to be social media and photography, video business growth and expansion in digital marketing. We have dozens of speakers and presentations and my content topics and speakers, all of that is structured to appeal to um, more of an experienced blogger. Um, however, about 30% of our attendees would, would identify themselves as beginners and they still get so much out of the presentations. So I really create topics and pass and tracks and everything that you can come and custom make your own experience that I've realized that we each are our own individual and at at different paths of our business and growth. And so I provide every single topic ranging from SEO to food styling to creating and selling your own products and many, many, many more. 
So every topic you can imagine under the sun for food blogging, you can find at EFC. Now you say that you have four tracks. Are those things that you can kind of duck in and out of or do you have to commit to one track? Yeah, great question. Nope, you can come and go as you please. It's just more of a way for us to organize because we do have so many speakers and um, topics that we will organize them into these four topics to help you that when you come, because I have a lot of attendees who actually will end up buying three or four tickets because they're bringing their assistants and their team spouses. And so it's become a place where bloggers and influencers bring their entire team because of all the topics that we covered that there's content for each member of their team. Yeah, that's very valuable. Do you do I'm just curious, do you do like recorded sessions that you offer after? I do. Yes. We just really started doing it last year. We've recorded some from 2018, but we do have some for sale. So we have the 2018 and 2019 presentations for sale, and we do plan on doing that also for 2020. So for non-attendees, they can actually go and buy those. Okay. Next question for you, Cami. In what ways does EFC stand apart from other food blogging conferences? Yeah. So I don't think that there's many other food blogging conferences. And what I hear, like Abby from Tastemakers does an excellent job. And I hear good things about International Food Bloggers Conference. So I think, you know, I haven't had the privilege of attending them yet. But from my understanding, I think we all kind of naturally stand apart from each other because we each provide a needed service for the community. So from what I hear from mutual attendees is the main differences between EFC and the others is that everything food is the largest. We will be close to a thousand attendees next year. Our content speaker sponsors, you know, the overall event appeals to a more seasoned, experienced, advanced blogger and influencer. And like I said, my, my event is more for, you know, attendees who also have already have like an assistant or maybe their spouse is working with them because they bring their entire team and they kind of divide and conquer and attend more sessions to improve their, you know, designated skill set. The main reasons that my attendees come are to network with each other, to learn from the speakers, and then also network with brand representatives. Great. And how many brands do you expect to have next year? So we have like official sponsors ranging from like 35 to 40 brands. We've already solidified close to 20. So we may, we, you know, we're on track to even beat that number for next year. But in addition to, um, you know, official sponsors, we have several brands who send marketing representatives. So there's always opportunity when you're, you know, networking just naturally throughout the event that there's also several big brands who send representatives to my, to my conference also. That would be a huge selling point for food bloggers because I think we're always looking for ways to kind of get in touch with those bigger brands that might be willing to do work with us. So I love that. Um, Now getting down to kind of the nitty gritty details, tell us, Cami, when and where the next EFC is. Yeah, so we have a really awesome venue um, held in Layton, Utah, which is just 20 minutes north of Salt Lake City. 
Um, and it's held on April 30th to May 2nd at the Davis Conference Center. Is it always held in the same location? So for now, it is because it's really hard to find conference centers who allow outside food to be brought in. And where, as you can imagine, with all the brands that are coming and all the food that is incorporated, in our event that we feel so honored and grateful to Davis for letting us to have flexibility. Yeah. So for right now, we're planning on, on staying there. Perfect. And can you share with us pricing? Yes. So the tickets are $500 for um, bloggers and influencers and then $900 for brand representatives. Are there discounts for bringing team members or does everybody have to pay that $500 rate? Everyone has to pay that 500 rate and we do just one big ticket sell a year and we just had that a couple weeks ago. But yes, that's for each individual. And then you did mention the dates. So that would be basically like a two and a half day span, correct? Yeah, we encourage people to come in by the evening of April 29th, which is that Wednesday. And then we do end midday on Saturday because we know a lot of people like to still fly out on that day to get home. So then most people fly out either Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning. Perfect. And is there a way to stay updated about information relating to EFC? Yeah, so we have an email newsletter and also, you know, we're active on Facebook and Instagram and we have a really active Facebook group also. And then we have lots of details also on the website. So people can access your newsletter via your website Mm -hmm. and then the Facebook group. Is anyone allowed to be a part of that or do you have to have attended a conference in order to do that? Yeah, no, anyone is invited and welcome to join. We do ask a couple questions you know, just to make sure that this is the right community for you. But but yes, everybody is welcome. You don't have to have attended um, previous conferences to join. And is it just called Everything Food Conference? Yeah, so it's called the Official Everything Food Conference Group. All right, Cami, is there anything else you'd like to add that you feel like food bloggers should know about Everything Food Conference? You know, it's just fun to see how this community has built. And, you know, I've realized my role in this whole thing is to just continually listen to what the food bloggers need and want and to do my best to execute and provide. So that really is my mindset is that I feel so honored and and blessed to be in this position where I can serve the food bloggers. And that's my mindset and my team have the exact same mindset that we are just here to serve and and give back because it's just, you know, like, like we were talking about a little bit early, it's just, it's hard to build something like when you have a vision and, and you so desperately want to get to that destination already, but the, the bumps and mistakes and, you know, roadblocks can sometimes feel really overwhelming and discouraging, but, but we're here to be the one place to just constantly remind and prove that you you absolutely can can achieve that vision that you have for yourself. Oh, I love that. Taking one step at a time and just keeping your big vision in mind. And I think that your whole thought about like the whole reason that you created this conference is so telling and it really filters through and it helps your conference to just really have an authentic feel to it. And I've never even attended, but I feel, (laughs) I feel the authenticity just talking to you and 
as well as talking to other people who have gone to it. So I think you've done a really good job with that. Cami, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time out to share information about EFC. And I think that food bloggers will find it very valuable as well. Well, thank you. My privilege. Yes. All right, Cami. Thank you. And thanks, food bloggers. I will see you next time. As food bloggers, we want the best, most robust tools that can help us improve our ranking with Google. SEMrush is the way to go. It is an all-in-one marketing toolkit for those of you wanting to analyze SEO, get ideas for gaining more organic traffic, discover market insights, and reveal competitors' metrics. I have been using SEMrush for my own blog and have seen steady growth in my organic traffic. The tools and features offered inside are powerful and they work. Get a 14-day free trial with SEMrush when you use my affiliate link. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. SEMrush, the powerful tool that will change your SEO game. I am talking to Alan Wright from International Food Blogger Conference, and we will discuss all the details about this conference and what it has to offer food bloggers. The International Food Blogger Conference was created in 2009 as the first food blogging conference in the world. The event now travels to different food cities each year, attracting bloggers and social media influencers from throughout North America and beyond. Alan Wright is the president of Zephyr Conferences, which organizes five food, wine, and beer conferences each year, including the IFBC. Hey, Alan, it's so great to have you on the show today to talk about IFBC. Let's dive right in and get the details about this amazing conference that I've heard so much about. So I guess to start, tell us what inspired IFBC. Hi, Megan. Nice to be here. As you said in your introduction, the IFBC started in 2000. Nine, But actually, the origins of that were the year before I started one of the first niche blogging conferences in the world, the Wine Bloggers Conference, the year before the IFPC started. And I did that not really knowing whether a food blogger conference or a wine blogger conference would even work. But we put that together and there was great interest from not only wine bloggers, but also the industry. And so we quickly figured out that would work. The following year then, our partners in this whole effort, Foodista, started the IFBC as the first food blogger conference that at least that we're aware of in the world. And they started that in Seattle. And that was another area that we were sort of experts in because of the tours that my company runs around the world. And so we approached them and said, hey, you know, we just started this wine bloggers conference and you guys started a very similar food blogger conference. We think we should get together and cooperate. Because remember, back in then, there was nobody else doing anything like this so it was a it was it was sort of brand new concept and they said well we have zero desire to be running a conference actually and so that sounds great so we partnered with them on the IFBC and that is what inspired the the entire effort that's so unique and i love that you kind of just took a chance to see where it would go and there was actually something there i run a company called Zephyr Adventures that for 23 years has been running around the world doing active tours. And we were doing a lot of food and wine based active tours. So bicycling in Italy or, 
or hiking in a wine country in Chile and Argentina, for example. And so that was the origin of it, really. And then thinking that we should get in cooperation with wine bloggers and then eventually food bloggers also. So the message is that wine, food, and adventure all go together perfectly. They do, and they definitely all go together. I love it. Those are four of my favorite things. So we're speaking the same language. All right, Alan. So tell us in what ways do you hope that IFBC will benefit food bloggers? So the IFBC is positioned to do three things for food bloggers. The first one is to educate them. We are very focused on providing serious content that helps food bloggers in what they do, either their passion or nowadays, it's much more common, their business of food blogging. That's a crucial part of the conference. And a lot of times people come to these conferences and are surprised at how sort of serious they are in that regard. A second benefit to food bloggers is that these conferences, the IFBC year after year, allow them to meet each other and not only each other, but brands who are there as well. So the nature of blogging is that it's a virtual world and the IPC, of course, allows people to meet in person. The third thing that we attempt to do with the IPC, which is, which is a little unique, is that we move it every year, as you said in your introduction, and then that gives us the opportunity to showcase a local food scene, and really that means food and beverage scene oftentimes, to the participants. I have a question. So since you have international as part of your title, do you move outside of the U.S. ever or North America? It's a great question. We have not done that. We've moved outside with um, a couple of our other conferences. You mentioned we run five of them. We have three social media slash blogging conferences, one beer, one wine, and one food. And I just got back last month from the wine media conference, which was in Australia. And we've run beer conferences five times in Europe, and we've run the wine one in Canada also. You know, we've talked about having the IFBC go to Europe, which would be a natural place to go. It's a big project. (laughs) Haven't quite got it yet. Yeah, someday. It's on the list, right? (laughs) All right, give us a quick rundown of topics that will be covered at IFBC next year, 2020. So in 2020, that conference, because of where it will be, which is El Paso, Texas, we are purposely moving that to a time frame that's more pleasant, which means not the summer, and instead it will be in November 2020. So that's over a year in advance, and we haven't set the agenda yet. But I can give you a quick rundown of topics that we often have are as examples. So we do a lot of the the serious technical type of topics like search engine optimization and Google Analytics. We do a lot of the writing type of topics. So we'll have professional food writers come in and talk about descriptive food writing or how to write for pay, things like that. That topic also brings up another area, which is career growth. Food bloggers are quite interested in launching from their blog into a career in food or in food writing. And and we try to help facilitate that. We talk about how to move from a blog to a non-blog career in food or how to get paid for your writing or how to monetize your actual blog itself. 
And then obviously social media is now essentially intertwined with blogging. It's sort of hard to separate the two. Almost every blogger also has social media. And so social media takes up quite a few of the sessions as well. I love that you include career growth. I think that's that makes you really unique and it's going to make you stand out because so often we focus on all of those technical aspects and, you know, the social media, but we don't get into that. Like maybe food blogging is a stepping stone for another career in food in some way. So I, I absolutely love that you focus on that. Well, and let me just follow up with that then, because it's important to remember that why food bloggers do what they do. And many food bloggers are doing it out of passion and they're not looking for a full-time job, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't mind getting paid on the side. When you talk about career growth, you have to first figure out what that means to each person. And we try to help people figure that out because it could mean I want to go pro. I want to be a big time food blogger and I want to do this full time and make $100,000 a year. That's great. But that might not be it. It might be that you want to monetize your blog so that you're getting paid for some of the hours you put in. Or maybe it means you want to prove yourself as a expert in food blogging and food social media and use that to launch a related career like food consulting or social media consulting. And we see that all the time. Food blogging to career means different things to different people and it provides lots of different avenues for subjects at the IFBC. There's a lot of little things hidden inside of food blogging and a lot of different goals. Like you said, many people have the goal of, you know, just making small advances and some people have much bigger goals. So I love that you cover that. That's a great topic. You mentioned that you haven't quite yet found your topic specifically because your date is so far out. It's over a year away. So leading up to it, do you have a place where we can go to kind of keep up with those topics as you figure them out? Yeah. So foodbloggerconference.org is the IFBC website, or if you just type in IFBC Food Blogger Conference, you'll find that. And the agenda will be up. It is up there. The reason we don't do it this far in advance is because in some ways not that fair to speakers to start asking them to commit to a schedule 15 months out. It, and so it just doesn't seem really reasonable to be requiring that. So we will be starting that, however, in the next month, and it will start getting updated. You can put your email address into the website's stay updated box, get IFBC news on the right, and that will make sure that people get updated whenever we do update the agenda. Perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. Okay. So in what ways does IFBC stand apart from other food blogging conferences? So the IFPC started in Seattle, where Foodista is, and, and we have been in Seattle more times than any other location, probably about half the times we've been there. However, we at Zephyr Conferences like to move the conference around, and so we've now joined the tradition of our other conferences of moving it every year. That is sometimes done by food, other food blogger conferences, but often is not. And it has a big impact on the conference in a number of ways. It means that we get incredible local support because the local community, the official governmental tourism promotion agencies or local restaurants can get burned out, frankly, on a conference that comes back to the same location every year. And so when we move it, 
we're able to go in there and talk to the local community and they recognize, hey, this is our opportunity to showcase us to these key influencers. And that means we get excellent local support. For example, I'll just give you one example. We will have in 2020 at the El Paso conference, the Taste of El Paso. And this is one of our signature events that happens every year. And this one in El Paso will mean that we'll have 15 restaurants that come in to the conference center, to the hotel, and they will be preparing one dish, their signature dish, each for all of our attendees. And if you think about that, that's a pretty amazing thing because they're actually taking the time, usually on a Friday evening when they're busy anyway, and they're sending a, an assistant chef to come in and prepare the food and serve it to all of us at no cost to our attendees. And so it's a, it's a really amazing event. And then in addition, we usually have so a local winery there or a tequila manufacturer. And so it's sort of a social event as well. And it's a great, it's a great opportunity to get to know the local food culture. And it is fun to get to know different food cultures, I think. I love the fact that you're portable and that you move around the country and that you get to taste different parts of the country because every part of the country has something unique to offer. Yeah. And then, then, you know, another thing that's related to that is that it also allows us to do excursions. So we're well known for our excursions pre-conference and post-conference. In El Paso, we will have a food tour into Mexico, which is just right over the border. And in Juneau, we went onto a salmon boat and I took a helicopter with a group of food bloggers and we landed on the glacier up there, a oyster shocking event up there. So yeah, you know, the, the other side of the coin of moving every year is that there's not that fixed place that people know to put on their schedule each calendar year. And it, it means that our, our conference size is smaller when we do move around and we recognize that and we've, we've we're happy to accept sort of that as one of the conditions that comes with moving it. But the benefit of that is that if you've got 200 people at the conference, you can meet all of them practically, and you are able to go up to the sponsors and you are a significant individual because there are only 200 people at the conference anyway. And so it's much, much easier in smaller conferences like this to make connections and to make friends, frankly. Definitely. It's more approachable in a smaller group. So you kind of answered most of my next question already. You kind of touched on, you touched on where you mentioned November 2020, but could you give us specific dates? Yeah. El Paso, Texas, November 12 through 15. And then what is the pricing of the conference? So we're a little bit unique in our pricing. Our pricing right now is $545 through December 31st, and it will increase after that over time. However, we recognize that food bloggers are often not doing this for their career. That means they have to pay this on their own and they have to take out time on their own. And so we have a model set up where food bloggers can choose to write one or two articles about the conference 
about the speakers, sponsors, et cetera, and they get then a $150 or $300 discount. And so that means that $545 price goes down to $245 if you are a food blogger or food media. That is something that I have never heard of. I think that's brilliant that you do that. This is worth a 30-second backstory if I can. The issue is this. Food bloggers blogging 10, 12 years ago was the hottest form of marketing. And it's no longer that. It's moved on to social media and online advertising. And therefore, sponsors are sometimes a little bit reluctant or skeptical about sponsoring blogging conferences now, whereas they weren't eight years ago. And so this is something that gives sponsors some indication that they will be getting blog posts and coverage out of their investment in being there. And it's something that the food bloggers want to have happen because otherwise the sponsors won't attend. And if the sponsors don't attend, there will be no food blogging conference. And so it's a win for everybody, but it sort of codifies that a little bit in making it quite clear that food bloggers who would like to take the discount can take the discount and write the blog posts and if you don't want to take the discount because you don't want to write, you know, what somebody else wants you to write and, and we're not telling you what to write, but we're just asking you to do it. Well, you don't have to take that discount either. Yeah, it sounds like it's great all around, win-win everywhere. So as far as duration, do you recommend people flying in the day before? Do you start right away that uh, on the 12th or how does that work? So we have two full days and those are the in-between days, 13th and 14th. Those are the full days of content. You can fly in the 12th in the morning. You can fly out the 15th late afternoon. And that allows you to attend the pre-conference and post-conference excursions also. So if you want to wrap it all up into four days, you can do that. If you want to extend your time and, and be more leisurely, you can do that. If you really just want to do the conference part, you can cut it down as well. So this is just a question about your location because I am not a Texas girl. I've been there, I think, once, maybe twice in my life. What is the weather like there in November? It's good. It's going to be sunny and warm, but not blistering hot, which is why we picked November. So it should Perfect. be excellent, especially if you live in Minneapolis, yes. Minnesota, yes. as you do. We are willing to travel anywhere from <laughs> November through March. It's a great <laughs> month to do this in El Paso, yes. Yes. So we already talked about ways to stay updated. You have a clear form sign up on your website. And I think we've really covered anything unless there's something additional that you would like to add. You know, the only thing that I, I guess I would add is that sometimes conferences get pigeonholed into labels as being for advanced bloggers or beginner bloggers or bloggers that want to be learning about X, Y, or Z. And I don't think that's accurate. And I would guess that's not accurate for most of the conferences. We strive hard to make sure that our content and our atmosphere is conducive to both beginner bloggers who are brand new and advanced bloggers who are already making money from their blogs and have quite a few years of experience under their belts. So it's important that that gets out there because it, it is a conference for everybody, everybody who's involved in food blogging, or even if you're not blogging and you're, you're involved with food, social media or podcasting or uh, YouTubing, that's all sort of micro blogging in a, in a way. And we try hard to make sure that the conference is, is not only applicable to, but welcoming to bloggers of, of all sorts. I'm really glad you pointed that out. There is such a wide variety of skill levels and interest levels and people who are just starting or maybe even people who aren't haven't dove in yet. And then all the way to 
bloggers who have been doing this for 10 plus years. So I'm really glad you pointed that out. And also, I like that you included YouTubing and uh, podcasting. I think that's a great move to include those people because that is a huge part of, I don't know, I think it's a, a huge new wave of social media or influencers. So I'm I like that you include them as well. In today's day and age, I think it's important for us to say too that we are extremely focused on being inclusive to all groups also. And and you know, we didn't choose El Paso because it's in a Hispanic community, but I love the fact that it is in a Hispanic community. Not only will that make the food very interesting, but I hope that it will entice more Hispanic food bloggers to come. And we had a big group of Hispanic food bloggers in Juneau, Alaska. Oh, wow. (laughs) They traveled there to get there. But we are extremely focused on having food bloggers of different ethnicities. And it doesn't matter to us what their sexual orientation is or anything else. That's great. All inclusive all around. I love it. Well, Alan, it has been a pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you so much for sharing this valuable info on IFBC. And I'm sure that food bloggers will find value in it as well as they decide which conferences to dive into in 2020. So thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers. So your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers, and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. I am going to have a chat with Abby Rodriguez now from a Tastemaker conference, and we will discuss what this conference offers for food bloggers, and we'll get all the scoop about it. Tastemaker conference is a place where food bloggers don't just meet. You will make contact with incredible vendors and foodies. You will make career goals, attaining invaluable information on the business aspects of the industry. Most importantly, you will make lifelong connections in a community of creatives who want to influence the world with their gift for food. Hello, Abby. It is so great to have you back on the show, this time talking about the incredible conference that you founded, Tastemaker Conference. So let's dig into the details about this amazing conference so my listeners can learn more about it. I talk about your conference on the show all the time. I think at least like once every other episode, I I refer to it. So everybody knows who listens, how much I love it. But tell us what inspired Tastemaker? What inspired you to start it? Okay, so I love telling this story. And I actually told it the very first year we had Tastemaker. So I'm going to share it again, because it's just near and dear to my heart. So early in 2017, I was sitting in my bedroom. And at the time, I lived in California, in Southern California. And this was the point where uh, about a year before that, I I had made this declaration to myself that, you know what, my food blog is my business. I'm going to treat it like that. And I have this goal and I'm going to turn it into a career. And fortunately for me, um, I we talked about this in our previous uh, episode together about, you know, when you make a goal and you put it out into the universe, it happens. And so 
for me that had happened. And I just remember sitting there thinking, uh, you know, this idea came into my mind, like, Abby, you need to start this conference. And, you know, first I pushed it away because I'm like, what? That is so much work. I am underqualified. I don't even know how to run an event. But it kept coming back to me. Um, and it was to the point where I could no longer ignore it. So I took that huge leap of faith. And fortunately for me, I had a great uh, resource uh, or network of resources. Uh, my sister-in-law is a professional event planner. You know, I had all my food blogging friends that were rallying behind me and supporting me that wanted to help and, and make it a success. And obviously the connections and networks I had already made within the food blogging industry, it just felt like this right thing to do. So like I said, with a lot of gumption and faith. I just created it. And luckily, you know, I think it was something that needed to be created because I noticed this gap in the food blogging space and having this event that was small and intimate enough that you can really make those deep connections um, that was visually aesthetically inspiring and that, you know, went all over the country and traveled to all these cool places. Um, and so we, we did it and it's here and it's been a huge success and it continues to grow. And we've built this amazing tastemaker family and community out of it. I love your story. I remember you telling that story at the first Tastemaker and it, cause it rang true for me too. I've done those things over the years where you feel that nagging voice or that feeling like you need to do this. And then I respond with no way. There's no way I could do that. I'm too scared. I'm too whatever, fill in the blank, but then it just keeps coming back. And then that's when you know that you need to do it. So that story stuck with me because I just love that. I love that you saw, you know, something big or huge thing. I mean, it's no small feat to create a conference and to plan that event on such a large, large scale, but you saw it, you were afraid of it, but you still dove into it. Super, super inspiring. So in what ways do you hope that Tastemaker will benefit food bloggers? So we are very clear on our brand values from the get-go. We created them, which are community, education, and experience. So every little decision we make comes down to those three things because ultimately those three values are what benefit this community. So community meaning, you know, we're here to make relationships and connections. I think that is the most important aspect of the industry. Quite honestly, this conference would not even exist without community and me going to other food blogging events, you know, in the past and building those connections and the Instagram pods and putting myself out there. So definitely number one, benefiting people by Finding your tribe and connecting you to people. I've heard so many stories, even from you, Megan, and from countless other attendees who have told me, they're like, I've found some of my lifelong best friends here. We've created projects together. You know, a lot of people have told me, I met this person who's mentored me. I am now able to make this, you know, an, a full-time earning income. I'm on my way to doing that. Just so many different ways that these relationships have blessed people. And ultimately for me, like I'm a connector by nature, so that that brings me joy to hear that, you know, this idea needed to happen because magic happens when when you connect people. The other side of that is education. And so with that, we try to make sure we have a high level of education for people so that they're learning the most cutting edge information of what's going on in the food blogging world. As you know, being in a food blogging uh, influencer 
even if you're not, you don't have a blog, but you're on Instagram, whatever type of content creator you are, everything's constantly changing. Year to year, the information is brand new and there's always something uh, new to learn. So we are very picky about who we have present. We try to find the best expert in giving people, you know, these actual real life business building skills that they need. And then, like I said, the experience of it, we pay attention to all the little details to really make it an inspiring space where you can come and be refreshed instead of being stuck behind your computer and all alone, you know, like a lot of us are throughout the year, you know, you come to this space and it's beautiful and it's fun and there's this great energy. And I think the culmination of those three really benefit the industry and help us all rise together. Your purpose definitely shines through because all three of those words are so clear when you're experiencing Tastemaker. And I was going to mention that this year at Tastemaker, it was so funny. There was like this weird time warp for me. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I thought it was like 10 a.m. Like what? What just happened? I have no idea where I'm at because I was so busy just experiencing it. Like you said, that experience and not just like bring your computer, take some notes. It was it's so much more than that. So I love those three words, you know, from my end, just to let you know, Abby, they definitely shine through in the whole experience of it. So you did well. <laughs> You're, Thank you've you. done well. Appreciate that a ton. Yes. So next question, give us a quick rundown of topics that will be covered at Tastemaker next year. Yeah, so this is something that's always evolving, which is exciting for me because I am the one that gets to, along with our team and our board, like we bring people in and try to, you know, have a think tank of like what can benefit people best. But we've been putting together some ideas of how we're going to format it for 2020. And uh, we'll be covering tracks of SEO and tech. We're going to be covering a track of content creation. There's going to be social media and marketing, business building skills, and then revenue building classes and workshops as well. So really excited. It's basically going to be a wide range of topics. Um, a lot of them are advanced level. There are some that are for, you know, the more intermediate level because we try to benefit people of all walks in their business. Um, you know, whether you're just starting out or you want to start a blog or you've been blogging for five to 10 years, uh, the goal is to make sure there's something for everybody there. So we are really digging deep this year to make sure that those tracks are really concise and clear and that um, there's something for everybody. So there, it's going to be a great roundup of information. Oh, that's exciting. So the tracks that you have, are you going to run them simultaneously? Mm -hmm. The way it's going to be, we have three simultaneous breakout sessions. And so we will have SEO and tech, social media and marketing and content creation. And then, you know, we'll have three separate breakouts throughout the day. So, and then day two, we'll have another content creation, you know, focusing on things like videography, photography, all of that, increasing revenue and then business skills. So those will all be simultaneous. But the nice thing about our event is that you don't have to freak out that you miss something because we have a really high quality digital copy that we release every year about a month after the conference that includes all of the information, the live video, the PowerPoints, the notes from the class so that you definitely don't miss out on anything. And what I suggest when people ask is like, well, which one should I choose? Choose the one that will benefit you most by taking that workshop or class in person. That's great advice because there are so many things to choose from. And I experienced that panic like, whoa, wait, wait, where do I, which one do I go to? They look, they all look great. But yeah, I love that. Just which one do you need to be at in person? Do you feel like, and that's going to be different for everyone. 
And then everything else you can watch on your video. And I'm super excited because your videos for this year just came out. So I get to watch those today. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So in what ways does Tastemaker stand apart from other food blogging conferences, do you think? Yeah, I think, like I said, we focus on that connection aspect of it. So we cap our event at 250 every year. Um, we could make it this big, huge event. Like we have a very, very long wait list with hundreds and hundreds of people on it every year. And I, while I wish we could have everyone there, I think that's just really important to us is creating this safe space where you can feel that intimacy and that connection instead of getting lost in a sea of people. And that's not just to extend to other food blogging conferences, but any blog influencer conference. I think a lot of them are just very large scale and it's easy to just feel like you're all alone in this big space and trying to find your people and your tribe. So we do that. And then I think it's just nice that we travel everywhere. So every year is a different experience that's indigenous to the place that it's in and, and the theme and the experience that we create focuses on the vibe of that city. So we're going to Brooklyn, New York in 2020. So it's going to be, you know, this great New York vibe. Last year we were in Portland, had that great Portland vibe to it. So um, I think it's all about just those high level details that just create this truly magical experience. I always say, you know, we're in the business of making magic and dreams come true. So mm, I love it. So you mentioned New York is next year in 2020. Can you give us dates? Yes. So it'll be September 24th and 25th of 2020. And then we have an additional excursion. That's a Thursday and a Friday. And then we have excursions that we do um, that following Saturday on the 26th. So those are absolutely amazing too. It's like the perfect ending of this magical experience we've just had where we just get to come together and really build up that community. So two days for the conference, optional day, for the excursion. So if you do attend, make sure you're in town by Wednesday. So things kick off right away Thursday morning. Yeah. And this year we, we're going to be doing like a little Wednesday evening pre-funk party. Um, so people can get to know each other, you know, a little bit before the event. So it's a, it's a nice long weekend of fun with everyone. But it goes fast. It really does. It's a lot. Um, so talk to us about pricing. I know you have early bird pricing, but you are all booked out for that. Yeah. So because we cap our event, like I've mentioned, we set a limited amount for our early bird tickets. We sold out of those in 48 hours. We have a history of selling out very quickly. Like last year, our general admission tickets sold out in 14 days. So uh, make sure to get on the email list to get on the wait list for when we release those. The ticket prices are $4.79 this year uh, because we are going to New York. And like I said, our email list is the best way to get on there. So you are first to know when those are released and we will be releasing general admission tickets in January of 2020. So you mentioned getting on the email list. How do people do that? And are, are there other ways about staying informed about the conference? Yeah, so if you go to tastemakerconference.com, there is a little pop-up that says subscribe to our email list. We also, um, if you go to our Eventbrite page where it says buy tickets and, and there's a button on our website as well that says join the waitlist, you can go through, click there and join the waitlist that way as well. Awesome. Thank you, Abby. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, just uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram as well. I forgot to mention that we're at tastemakerconference.com. That's probably the best way in social media to follow along with what we're doing and, you know, behind the scenes tips and things. And really, I just want to say to everybody, 
I hope you join our tastemaker family. Everybody here is welcome. And we are just so excited to help you and get to know you. Awesome. Thank you, Abby, for being here and for sharing this info about Tastemaker. And I'm just excited to see what's in store for you in your amazing conference. So thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, all of the details we talked about today can be found at eatblogtalk.com forward slash blogging conferences. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you, food bloggers. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.